What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, season two of the Scotch and Dumplings podcast. Um, today, I have a very special guest, uh, Dara Taylor. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I've been very busy. Um, so today, I want to talk modeling, dating apps, self-esteem, conventions, gaming, all of it. Awesome. All the things today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, let's jump into it. Um Let's start with your TikTok. Um, I know you like to cosplay and like go to a bunch of conventions and stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I actually started doing cosplay like three-ish years ago while I still worked for the Walt Disney World Company. And I enjoyed doing it and I wanted to do it actively like while I worked there because like I wanted to have control over like what characters I got to be and and like the different intricate pieces of their outfits and their storyline. So I started at like Megacon Orlando and I just wanted to start big. So I still walked while I cosplayed as Tafiti from Moana. And ever since I got a huge reaction out of that, I was like, oh, I definitely want to do this. And with moving and life, I kind of took like a, a break just because, you know, things happen. But lately I've been setting up to go to a bunch more cons this year since the pandemic has kind of died down. And, and I've just really wanted to like flesh out some of these characters I never got to do. How do you, how do you pick your characters? Uh, I don't really sit and like pick them out. It's kind of like they find their way to me. Um, like I like to play a lot of, uh, Nintendo video games and I like to watch like TV, like anything that's popular. And a lot of times, and I, I do watch anime a lot of times, like naturally I'll find myself more excited to see a certain character on screen, or I'm like, Oh, I really like that. This character is like this, or he is kind, or he's evil. Like you just kind of find yourself rooting for someone in a show and then that's kind of what I'm like yeah I, I think I could cosplay as them and really bring it to life and bring something different to the character and to me that's like the most important thing is that like when it comes to cosplaying like when you first get started it's just about getting the outfit right and like going to the con doing things which is awesome but once you really like dive into like character development like why they do what they do you want to kind of bring that out into the cosplays as well so it's it's a bit of a challenge and I I don't know I like big projects I guess I mean I, you could compare that to acting too I know like when people get roles like you know you want to develop how your character is going to be like everything from the non-verbal stuff to just like the physical image of the stuff um I I did notice that uh there's a Toy Story character that is very popular <laughs> that uh that you do Whoa. on TikTok <laughs> I <wonder which> one. <laughs> um he for some reason has taken off and I don't know why I've asked so many people I'm like what is it like it is it the audio is it the outfit and I guess it's just a combination of like everybody knows the film and everybody identifies Woody and he's got a funny name so it just all kind of works I guess absolutely um so let's get into like twitch and stuff too I know you stream and play games and um do all that stuff um what uh what games have you been playing lately so I grew up playing Nintendo games, so I'm kind of a little bit of like a Nintendo snob in a way. Okay. <laughs> so I, I very exclusively play a lot of like Nintendo Switch games, but I'm a big PC game player as well. So I've been playing like Phasmophobia, which is like a ghost hunter game. Um, you use different like ghost hunting tools to figure out what type of ghost is haunting this place. And oh, that's interesting. Kill you. So it's pretty fun for me. Like I, I usually don't like like horror genres, but 
I noticed the audience really likes it because I'm kind of a scaredy cat. So I play that game a lot. Um, I play a lot of Valheim, which is like a Viking survival game. Um, I'm really big into Pokemon. So I've been playing like Pokemon Arceus a lot. Um, okay, of course. Yeah. Nintendo. Uh, I want to start getting into first person shooters because that's anytime you say like, I'm a gamer, everybody instantly is like, oh, well, like what first person shooter do you play? And I don't play any right now. So I kind of want to dip my toe into that water just to see what that's like. Okay. Um, just to have like a better perspective on it, I guess. So when people ask me, I at least can have a good answer. But yeah, I I enjoy my Twitch community because it's the only place I feel like I've built for myself where I don't have to be like this hot girl online like I am everywhere else. Like I've really focused on keeping it like not not family friendly, but like PG, like there's no cursing on my streams. Um, there's no like, you know, guys coming and being like, oh my God, I love you. And, and if they do, we kind of say like, hey, like keep, treat me like a normal person. Like, I just want this to be a place where like my community can connect with me and the community that like respects me as a personality, as opposed to like a model or a, I don't know, Instagram person. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going to ask you too. Like, yeah. do you feel like more comfortable on Twitch because you're not like, you don't have to like be this, you know, like model or like when you dress up and do TikToks or like all that kind of stuff, it's, it's probably like yeah. a, a more comfortable space probably. Right. I, I wouldn't say like more comfortable because like, I feel like I'm, I have like, I've made sure that there are boundaries that people can't like push on other social platforms. I, I feel more like respected on um, my Twitch just because I don't do like the bikini streams or like pools, hot tubs and beaches category. Like yeah. I very strictly keep it to gameplay. And um, I, I feel like I get a lot of like, not respect for it, but I think a lot of people understand why I do it that way. Um, except for recently, I've been getting a lot of like, nobody wants to watch you play video games. I'm like, well, that's because it's not for you. Like, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be those types of people too. Oh, of course. And I, I feel comfortable in like every aspect of things that I do. Like I, I used to model for Playboy all the time. And even though it was kind of like, you know, not frowned upon, but definitely not like people weren't like super, uh, for it back then, I guess. I feel like Mm -hmm. in the past five years or even like two years, the dynamic has changed on like how people feel about like Playboy and Hustler and those companies. But even back then I felt like comfortable with who I am as a person. I guess it's just, it's nice to receive the respect and like being treated like a person, I think is like why I kind of lean more towards Twitch than anywhere else. Right. I kind of want to jump into the whole, uh, exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of people over the internet just like don't, realize that that like or like celebrities especially um yeah, I can't I mean, even imagine how bad it is for them yeah and it's you yeah. know it's like they don't realize that they're also people they just have a following or whatever yeah um but I kind of want to jump into the like the whole like modeling like the playboy thing only fans oh. like mm-hmm. how'd you get started with that like uh all the stuff that that entails um yeah I uh I got discovered when I was 18 by Playboy so I was like pretty young and they were like oh my god you should model for us and um I went to I want to say like three or four castings for them and every time I would show up they were like oh you're you look too young or like we can't use you like we really like you but you just you don't look 18 um you just need to wait a couple of years and weirdly enough they had a girl on their Playboy Slovakia cover 
say that like she didn't want to do it anymore. And they were like, well, we need someone. And I had just submitted like a whole set of like fully ready to go photos that they could just use at any moment. Um, and they were just like, hey, we don't have anything for you in Playboy America right now, but we had this opportunity to open up. Do you want to take it? And so I jumped head first and that was like, heck yeah, like, let's go. Like, I don't care like what it's for. I just want to be part of the brand because they did so many iconic things um, in their heyday. And um, I still kind of like go and like email them every once in a while just to be like, hey, you know, if you ever did want to like have me pose again, I'd love to. But I feel like they've kind of changed their dynamic recently. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't really know. But um, yeah, that's that's how I initially got started. And I just kind of kept doing the like artistic nude modeling for a while. And I really enjoyed it. And it was something that like I was successful at. I was getting constant shoots. Like I would literally uh, wake up at 6 a.m. to get ready to drive to a shoot in like um, like. I don't know, Sarasota or somewhere. And I would go and shoot there. And then I would have like a sunset shoot in Miami. So then I would get in my car and spend the next six hours driving in Miami and then shoot the sunset thing and then drive back home that night. Like it was insane uh, how much, how many like shoots I could fit in a day and how much time I spent like in my car driving to shoots. But um, yeah, with like the pandemic and with kind of like dealing with different photographers, it made me really just not want to like have my whole life and like everything about me um, be in control of like by somebody else. Because yeah. I mean, I can only do so much. Like I could show up and do my job, but at some point these photographers are either gonna be like, oh, well, she's too old or she's too tall or she's too this and I wanted to create something that I could have total control over. And that's what social media was to me. It was a place where I, you get a world full of yes, you know, like no one's going to tell, you no, like you can post it. Well, I mean, the guidelines now will tell you no, but like back then there wasn't really guidelines like three or four years ago. It was just, you run wild and post whatever you want. And that's kind of how I made the transition from like, day model of going to shoots and getting paid that way into getting paid from social media. Okay, cool. And then you also do like OnlyFans and I know you do a little bit of acting too, right? Yeah. So OnlyFans kind of came up when the pandemic, well, technically, technically speaking, OnlyFans existed like three years before the pandemic started. And I had actually had an OnlyFans and I was on it and it, it didn't seem to like really be big back then. There was no like pay-per-view messaging. It was just like you had a site and the people could buy your products. And I found a lot more success on Patreon back then. And Patreon is 100% art-based. Like you can't sell like explicit content there at all. So I found a lot of success on there. So I ended up just kind of like letting the OnlyFans like die out. But like the month before the pandemic hit, that's when I want to say like Beyonce sang about having an OnlyFans um, in her song with Megan Thee Stallion. And that's kind of what like brought all the eyes to it. So my friend was telling me like, you should get on it. You should make one. And I kind of waited. I was like, I don't know. Like, do I really want to like jump into another, another platform where I have to make more content for? Like it's, right. it's a lot of like weighing like, okay, then where can I make space to have time for this place and this place and this place and how can it all be different but the same like it's it's a lot of like mental game because <laughs> like oh, yeah. 
people are going to ask you. They're going to be like, okay, so like, why should I follow you on TikTok? I can see you on Instagram. So you have to have those answers and you have to know, um, especially like when there's money involved, like they want you to tell them that they're two completely different things that makes it worth it for them. But I eventually jumped on and then that's kind of like now my biggest platform, I would arguably say is, is OnlyFans. I mean, not, not follower count wise, but it's a place that I, I do the best financially. Um, and it's been great. Like I can't complain about it at all. And that's kind of like the big pinnacle point that turned into now I can like afford to live out in LA and now I can afford to drive the car I've always wanted to. And it's, it's made room so that I can like pursue acting. Um, cause back in the day when I was doing like model mayhem gigs, you would have no time. Like right. I'd have no time to learn a five page script, you know, like you're busy shooting all day and you have no time to hold a piece of paper in your hand. You're, you're busy. So now granted I'm three times as busy now, I feel like, because everything can be just done online, but I feel like I've had more time to dive into like things that I'm passionate about and things I want to pursue because of like how well I'm doing on there. Right. And that's, that's awesome. Um, I also kind of want to talk about like, I guess like the darker side of it, like self-confidence or like esteem or like obviously the hate messages or like, Mm -hmm. how does that all affect you? Like, do you feel more confident doing this stuff? And then obviously like it's affected by people saying shitty things or. Right. I feel like, it kind of changed a lot when TikTok became a big player in the game. And I, you probably see it a lot too, that like TikTok is the worst place for comments um, compared to like Instagram. I mean, like, I feel like I don't get a lot of hate on Instagram. Um, I only do if I put out a reel and it does really well. And that's how I know is when I start getting like hate comments, I'm like, ah, this must've hit the explore page again, because people are just going to town on me. Um, but yeah, I, I used to be like really sensitive to hate comments, um, especially like on YouTube, because I would spend like three hours, four hours a day filming a video and then like six hours editing the video to have people be like, oh, she should just take her clothes off or like, she should shut up. Like, I just want to see her in the outfits. I don't want to hear her talk about stuff. And it it used to like really affect me because I was like, I, like I'm so much more and people are so much more than just how they present themselves online. Like there's, there's so much depth to people and why they do what they do that it's just awful that people would take the time to leave those comments. But now like TikTok has kind of become like my armor in a way where it's like, I put out content that I know is cringy and I know is embarrassing because I'm like, I know people are going to eat this up and hate it, but it's going to do well because it's silly or it's dumb or it's goofy. And And it's kind of just built like thicker skin for me in the sense that like, I don't let it really bother me anymore. And I I don't really know like what advice to give on confidence in that sort of sense, because I feel like that has to do with you being comfortable in your own skin. Um, And you just have to know that like, you're, you have to be your biggest cheerleader because if you don't believe in you, how can you expect somebody else to? So there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes, like, like there's been many times where I've like cried over something because someone hurt my feelings or, or people were just mean to me for no reason. But like, you have to take those things and let it build you stronger and know that like a lot of people hate or they hurt others because they're hurt. 
um, or they wish that they could do what you're doing, or maybe they just had a bad day and you can't let somebody else's perception bend how you feel about you. Yeah, it just kind of sucks that they project it. Like, I mean, obviously, like they just don't want to see, either don't want to see you do well or they feel they yeah. need to like kind of like bring you down a peg. So maybe they feel like they have some sort of like chance to talk to you or something like that. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like, I, I don't know what the mentality is there, but it's like I mean, I, go ahead. sitting here right now. Have you ever left a hate comment on anything? No. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Me either. Like, it's weird energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I couldn't even pretend to write a hate comment. Like it is because you know how it affects people. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. But I, I feel like with the industry that I'm or the multiple industries that I'm in, you kind of have to have thick skin. And and of course you can fake it. Like I used to. I used to always be like, man, I wish I was thinner or I was taller or whatever. And then you just kind of eventually learn that, like, yeah, but I'm made the way that I made and I turned out the way that I did. And I love that about me. Like you eventually just kind of have to do some self-discovery on like who you are and like, what, what do you really want in life and how, how much weight are you going to put into somebody else's opinion right. when opinions are, they're dumb. Like we all have them. We all could use them and exercise our rights with them. But like, at the end of the day, somebody's opinion, if you're hot or not is stupid. Like, exactly yeah I mean I got bullied a lot when I was a kid and like that affected me and my confidence yeah. growing up so you know I, I I feel that and I've, I've never really gotten hate comments um I produce music and stuff and I've signed like songs to labels and I've done like the podcast and stuff but I've never really gotten like there's no there's not really been an opportunity or I've not been big enough for people to leave hate comments hmm. but when my one of my TikToks blew up, like someone commented like huge L or something. And, and honestly, like, it's so dumb, but it, I was like, damn, that was fucking mean. And that's like so tame as far as comments go. Mean. I was like, why, why is this an L? And I think it's, he's just like, oh, I and like, and then I went to his page and like, he had like one TikTok with like a hundred views or something. I think, I, I don't know, maybe he was just mad or I don't know what his reason was, but like, I was like, why is this affecting me so much? It's like, it's dumb like it's not even a personal attack like yeah it like really makes you think about like what mark you leave on this world because that one comment to you like affected you enough to be like man why is this bothering me but like most people don't even go that far like most people when they get a hate comment they don't have the i, I don't want to say like they, they don't have the perception to like sit there and go why is this bothering me and figure it out most people just let it sit and like eat at them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's like a mental health thing or if that's like people still dealing with trauma or what it is, but it's like, I think that that's so important to stop and reflect and think about like, why do you feel what you feel? And, you know, try to figure out like how to get over that and how to, or how to just feel those things then move on with your day. I, I think the idea of like, taking something that's bothering you so much and just letting it stew and fester it's just it's not healthy yeah but I also want to talk about like the positive side of that like when somebody leaves oh nice gosh. comments like it makes you feel good about yourself right like, yeah oh my gosh totally. and I think like I'm a, I'll leave positive comments on like people's videos if they're obviously like trying or like on just like tell them I like their outfit it's just like out in public like if somebody has cool wow. shoes like I was in 7-eleven the other day and someone had like some really 
sick Jordans. And I was like, Hey dude, like your shoes are really cool. And he's like, thank you, bro. Like I've never gotten like a compliment like that before. And I was like, it feels good. Like I, I like compliments. Everybody likes compliments. And I, and I kind of want to like segue back to like, uh, LA comic-con, which is, I think probably where I met you and we made that TikTok. I don't know if you remember that, but, um, I, I met with uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who plays Moff Gideon on Mandalorian. He was also in, like, Breaking Bad and stuff. Wow. And he was asking, like, he's like, hey, like, how's your day going, whatever. And I told him that I was, like, you know, working in film and doing lighting and stuff. And, like, that I, there's a, you know, I was possibly working on Mandalorian. And he took the extra step to be like, oh, like, what's your name? Like, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, there was obviously, like, other people trying to talk to him. And sure. I was getting ready to leave. I didn't want to take up too much of his time. And he like pulled me back and he was like, what's your name again? And I was like, oh, Spencer. And he's like, well, if you're ever on set, like feel free to come up and say hi. Aww. And like, I think that extra step kind of like cemented in my mind, like obviously this, like I'm not a casting director or I'm not like, and he's already huge, but like in right. my mind now, he's a like a super great person because he, you know, was personable and took that extra step to be kind. And like, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to oh, do that. Yeah. like, oh, come talk to me on set or whatever. And you know, I, I think like giving compliments about like people's outfits or like, or be like somebody's tattoos, like that goes pretty far. You can make somebody's whole day or week. Right. Yeah, totally. That was really nice of him to do that. Like that it was yeah. that's, like unexpected, like nice behavior. We love that. It made me um, feel good too. Yeah. 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 I feel like it, like comments, like the nice comments, I'm so kind of used to them that uh because I usually get the like please marry me or show bobs yeah. like I usually get those compliments on uh on anywhere to be honest but um those ones to me are just kind of like eh, okay like you, you're just like watching the content because you think whatever but it's always nice to get ones on things that like you care about and people can tell that like you care about those things mm-hmm. like um I'll put together like a really big elaborate YouTube video and then people are like oh my god this is really great like what a great storyline or what a great like concept you could tell that you put thought into this. Those are the ones that I'm just like, so happy for like a week. Cause it, your hard work or like things that you care about are being highlighted. So of course you're going to be right. beaming about it, but yeah, you make a good point about talking um, in regards to like complimenting people. It's so interesting how such a small thing really makes someone's day. And it's, it's weird to me that, with social media that it's so out of hand that there, we have trolls now and haters and all these things, but we don't really have like a term for people who are positive. Like, right. I mean, we have fans, but like, I don't, I don't know that I consider the people that leave me those nice comments, essentially fans. I kind of view them more as like internet friends, you know? Yeah. And I think you also bring up a good point. Like especially on your level, like, it's easy for somebody to be, like, a simp or whatever, like, oh, my God, you you look so hot in that dress, or, like, your makeup looks so good, but for somebody to be, like, oh, the editing on your video is really cool, or, like, you seem like such a genuine person, or, like, you seem so nice, like, yeah, compliments on personality, I think, go way farther than compliments on looks, like, looks are such a superficial thing. That's a good way to win a date with me. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know if I would say that on the podcast because oh you might God, be getting a like, bunch of different like, like, <laughs> Oh my God, I love your personality. <laughs> all right, that's all my comments are going to be now. Copy paste, like, oh man. Speaking of dating, um, I want to talk about dating apps and what your yeah. thoughts are on them. Um, I, like in general. 
I haven't been on a dating app in years. Uh, I personally, this is just like me and like my, I guess, spirituality or lack of whatever you want to label it as. Um, I just think that like, I'm, I'll meet the right person at like the right time at like an event or like a place or like, I don't know. I feel like social media, like dating through the apps. Like when I, when I did have one, I had like one, like a coffee meets bagel, I think is what it was called when I lived in Florida. Um, it just always felt really stale and it was nothing against the guys. Like I went out on like multiple dates just to kind of see, but like, it just never felt like genuine. And then also it felt very, um, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like there was like a connection. It felt like we were like two people that like met online and then they were just going to meet the next person on the dating app while I was also doing the same thing. You know, it just kind of felt like a weird machine for both of us. And I don't know that a lot of them went out on multiple dates. It just kind of felt that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think dating apps can be great for certain people. I think, um, especially if you have a job that like keeps you busy and you kind of see the same people and over and over again, I think it's fantastic um, to have a platform that kind of, you know, helps you find somebody to go on a date with. But I, um, I don't know. I just never really found luck with it. So I just deleted them and kind of just been doing the whole like if, like I'm I'm out all the time I'm out at events um so like if I just happen to meet somebody I really enjoy that's when I'll like get their Instagram and we'll we'll talk a little bit on Instagram and then if I feel like the connection's still good and it's genuine then maybe we'll go get coffee and I, I like to take it really slow like honestly I'm I was just talking about this on Instagram earlier actually that I am the weird kind of person that like I do better friend zoning people and then eventually dating them than dating people right away. <laughs> so Interesting. Okay. I don't know why, but that's kind of like my pattern that I've noticed. But I mean, that's what, that's your method of dating and it works for you. I, I personally hate that's dating apps. Part. Like oh, I don't okay. think, yeah. I don't think you like, you can't convey personality, like, you know, like a sense of humor, like you can be, you can make a funny comment or whatever, but I also feel the same way that you do about like, meet you meet up with them or like and you, you're like oh hey we met on the internet and yeah it, it does work for some people like you know mm -hmm. maybe if you're from a small town or like you're, right. you're not very good at like that initial like a lot of people won't go like approach people in public or like you know mm -hmm. like aren't comfortable in social situations so like you kind of get like a little bit of a way to talk to them before and then maybe warm up but right. personally I just I I've never like had like a Emo I guess emotional connection with somebody on a dating app like yeah. it just felt very like you said like a machine like it felt kind of fake I was like like you know they're going on other dates I'm going on other dates but I feel like it's so much better when you meet people randomly like mm -hmm. through mutual friends or an event or a party or like yeah I guess like a bar or a club but like just through like just yeah. weird instances like it feels 
more personal you're like oh hey like I just stumbled upon this person like yeah and then you have something to talk about like other than like oh oh, I really liked your caption on tinder you know what I mean like yeah talk about like oh do you remember when we went to like when I met you at the bar like the bartender there was awful like she was terrible at her job or you know like there's there's something that like you at least have a, a conversation to start with that could trail into other conversations I also feel like there's something to be said about like like on a dating app you know like why you're there you're there to either hook up or you're there to like try and date but I feel like if you meet somebody like one of my past girlfriends I met through mutual friends we just went out one night and my buddy was moving Mm -hmm. and like I just we just hit we just clicked you know what I mean and we just started talking and and that feels like more genuine because we we weren't like oh well hey like and he he wasn't even like oh I'm gonna set you up with her like we just were talking all night and it just and that's how you know like like you know develop a real connection exactly yeah rather than like oh like you know why we're on this app and like yeah we're gonna get coffee we're gonna like smash or not (laughs) exactly navigate this weird like walking on eggshells thing even it's yeah I I think my biggest like weird thing with dating apps is that like nobody wants to date on them anymore like it's it's all about that quick like turn and burn like oh she either wants a free meal or maybe he does or and then like it's just so like fast. Whereas yeah. like, I feel like when a, when a relationship is really like, or a friendship that turns into that, or just people meeting each other, you kind of are like scared of people when you first meet them in the sense that like, you're not going to touch them. Like you would somebody that, you know, and like, you're not going right. to like push boundaries. So it's, it's almost like there's like a weird, like wall in between you and that person and you want to break through because you're interested in them. So you like kind of do little things that are like, oh, like maybe you'll accidentally bump into them or you'll like message them on Instagram. Like it just makes the dynamic more fun and like flirty as opposed to like, oh, we're going to go on this date and hopefully she comes home with me. You know, there's, there's yeah. none of that. Like there's an, the art of dating and being coy and flirtatious is lost in my opinion. All right. No, I fully agree but I also haven't had a dating app in years so I don't really know (laughs) yeah no I I, I'm on the same page with that so where so you used to live in Florida and now you live in LA right yep I moved like the month before uh the coronavirus took off how would you like compare like the dating scenes or even just like the regular scene in general like how because I've never been to Florida um I've like flown through it but never like um it's a, it's all right I so that's when I worked for the theme parks so like everyone there was beautiful um they like because everybody worked at you know in entertainment and like it was interesting in the sense of like uh I I felt like it was all a game to everybody at the theme parks like it was kind of like oh how many how many dates could you go on in a week and I, I never really like vibed with that so it was kind of weird for me but um, yeah, I, I don't know what like Florida dating is like outside of the Disney universal medieval dating pool, because like, okay. you know, that's kind of just the groups you would hang out with and the people that you would meet. So I didn't really get to know like local Floridians, I guess, in a way. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like I've had a lot more luck in L.A. with like genuine personalities because the people that I so when I moved here. I knew uh, one person, uh, her name's Carlotta Champagne. She's a pretty big uh, model as well. 
and we became neighbors and she introduced me to all of her amazing friends. Um, so, and all of her friends, weirdly enough, were from Wisconsin, which I'm originally born and raised from Minnesota. So like, we all had a lot of weird things in common. So I like became really good friends with her friends and then meeting their friends. Like it just became this big, uh, scope of like, now I have all these like really cool, genuine friends. And I never had that in Florida. Um, I moved there and instantly got scooped up by Disney into the entertainment bubble and then into Universal's entertainment bubble. So it went from like bad relationship to bad relationship to, you know, just not dating to now in LA. Like, I feel like I've had so much, which I'm older now. Sorry, my phone is going off. Um, I'm also quite a bit quite a bit older, but I'm more mature now than I was then. So it's like, I feel like I'm a little bit more stern about my intentions and I have a bigger presence online. So I feel like people are, they're more scared of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I do go out, which is great. I love having power for once in my life to be nice and honest. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a totally different scope. Like it's really hard for me to give advice on like what works and what doesn't work when, it like, it was very different times for me. Right. No, that makes sense. And how do you feel about like the LA entertainment scene versus Florida's? Are they pretty similar or? Uh, I mean, I feel like Florida's entertainment scene is all like theme park. So I feel like everybody there just does like their theme park thing where out here, you could be walking on the street next to a guy who is on a film or in the Hollywood industry that knows people or has been in a lot of things and you have no idea like it's the like celebrity status kind of bullshit for lack of a better term I don't think really exists that much anymore because everybody has like or most people have a little bit of notoriety now with social media or uh, they've been on something like it's it's so easy to like fact check people now and it's easy to just not know like who you're at the grocery store with. Like, exactly. I go all the time and people have no idea who I am. Like, granted, I wear my ball cap and my mask. So that way, like people don't recognize me, but I think, um, I think it's so different now. Um, and it's like refreshing because it's, we're now in the era that everybody has phones. So it's like, if you're a dick to somebody, somebody can film you and like put it out there and someone could easily identify you. So it, it kind of forces these like modern day celebrities that are on HBO shows or Netflix or Hulu or whatever, where they're not like super catapulted giant Angelina Jolie stars, but they're still, they have notoriety because they've been on shows and whatever. It almost forces everybody to just like be genuine and be nice to each other. Right. You know, like there's no real reason you shouldn't be. So I don't know. I feel like for me, dating out here has been a lot more enjoyable and a lot more um, relaxed because I, I can just be honest with somebody and be like, hey, I'm not interested. Um, I talked about this actually on a different podcast recently that um, there was a, a SoundCloud rapper that like kept like, like writing out all my comments and doing everything and like trying to get me to go on a date on a date with him. And I kept saying like, I, I'm not interested. Like, I would ignore his comments. And I finally just like went into his DMs and was like, dude, I'm not looking for a relationship. It's like, that's fine. We can just hang out. I don't want to just hang out. Like I, this, I'm not interested. And then he finally just stopped. So it's nice to kind of have that. Whereas like before, I feel like that necessarily wasn't a thing. 
Yeah, I mean, you gotta watch out for those SoundCloud rappers anyway. But do uh, you? Oh no, are they bad? I mean, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to speak any piece on that. But uh, I would say they definitely like no have comment. A, no comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but kind of switching gears a little bit. Like, yeah. do you do any other uh, like creative mediums besides like gaming and acting? Like, do you do like art or do you like sing or? Yeah, I actually do sing a lot. <laughs> um, okay. I just don't post it. So I have this weird thing where I, the things I like really, 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 really care about, I like will not post. Um, I mean, that's a lie. There's some things I do like that I, I put out, but like my singing and my acting, because I'm still studying both of those and like really learning um, like uh, how I want to present my voice or like what type of songs I want to sing? Like, what do I want to be known for singing genre wise and like acting wise, especially um, it, it's making me a little bit more hesitant about putting out media because I know that there's going to be haters. I know that there's going to be people that say like, Oh my God, your singing sounds like a cat's dying and things like that, where it's like, I'm still kind of sensitive in those kinds of areas right now. Um, but I have been putting out some things here and there, uh, singing wise, um, and acting wise a little bit, just to kind of like learn to be okay with the criticism and learn to be okay to be like, okay, these people are going to say that you suck, but you have to know that you're good and you have to pick yourself up and dust yourself off. But yeah, I, I don't like, I used to really enjoy figure skating as a kid. And every time I get to go like figure skating, which is pretty rare, but that's kind of like a hobby of mine. I don't really do anything with that for like financial gain or any gain. I just do it because I enjoy it. Um, and I like to go and like race the hockey boys and kick their butts because I'm faster than them. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do a lot of like creative expression things like outside of what I post online. I just, I don't know. I don't really like film it, I guess, because I'm too busy like having fun and living life, I guess. You should. Yeah. I actually have two yeah, follow-up I, questions. Um, yeah. If you could mm -hmm. pick any like creative medium to be like ultimately successful in like acting, music, uh, anything like as far as creative mediums go, which one would you pick? But you only do one. Only one. Um, I would do acting because they're always going to need, um, always going to need different kinds of actors. So it's like, as you age, you can't be too old to be in a movie. It's just, you're too old for that role. So I feel like there's a lot more longevity with acting. And I feel like it's something that I wasn't naturally good at. So it's kind of a, a nice challenge for me to like learn on camera technique and learn um, how to take the traumas that I've been through and like put them to somebody else's words. So it, I feel like if I were to pick one thing, that's kind of what I would want to do um, longevity wise. And also just interest wise, I don't know that I could ever get bored of acting. No, I, I totally think that's a great point too, because I feel like, you know, like you said, like acting, there's so many different like facets and like roles and stuff that you can do. And mm -hmm. just speaking on music, like a lot yeah. of my friends, especially the more like successful ones, like they put out some, something different that they just had fun making and all of their like fans are like, Oh, this isn't like the old, whatever. Like, this isn't like, this isn't the style that we like. It's like he's they're making music because they enjoy making music. They're not doing it for right. the clout or the fame or like, yeah, you have a market, but like labels will turn you down if they don't like a certain sound or like this isn't the sound we're looking for. 
but you know they put all their passion to it and stuff and it kind of sucks it's you know like that and i'm sure the same could be said about acting like you know like the guy that plays harry potter they're like oh like we only see him as harry potter like why is you know what i mean I, I, but i'm sure yeah. it's more prevalent in other things so I, I think acting is a great choice my next follow-up question was uh do you ever feel like you're spreading yourself like too thin as yes. far as like being creative like i only feel it because of like doing art and the mute and like music and the podcast like and just work and life in general it's really hard to like excel at one thing yeah. because you're spending so much time on everything yeah i was talking to one of my girlfriends about this recently who's also a model um that how the dynamic is so different now because we're not only expected to be really great models or or singers or musicians or djs we're now expected to be really good marketing managers for ourselves too with social media but you can't just have instagram now because it's faster to grow on tiktok and you can get notoriety overnight on tiktok so now you've already got two platforms but youtube is like long form content and you can make more money that you know what i mean like it all just slowly grows into multiple things and honestly, like I get why people choose to not do social media. I totally get it. But I actually have a conversation with, um, one of my friends, like once a month being like, man, I feel like I'm just doing too much. I feel like I'm, I'm spreading myself too thin. I, I don't want to stop creating or create less. I just want to create bigger. Like I want my projects to be more impressive rather than like just skating by and being okay with the, the product I put out. So um, it took me a long time to come to that uh, revelation that it's these platforms reward posting multiple times, of course, but it's also being able to recognize that like you can take a day or two off to work on something you really care about and put the time into it and then put it out. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with like feeling like I'm spreading myself like too thin, but I luckily had my TikToks deleted. So it kind of forced me to sit with that thought of um maybe instead of just making a bunch of like half-assed content why don't you like post a little less but put more time and put more uh more personality into the stuff that you make and it it took like a month like it took a month to kind of like wrap my head around that idea and really correct that and I I honestly feel a lot better about my content and I feel like I'm putting out things that matter instead of things that are like, oh, watch me try on these really skimpy bikinis, you know, instead it's mm -hmm. me giving critical feedback about the clothes or the items or whatever the, the product is. I mean, that's like the whole like quality over quantity conversation. Like, you know, it's you could pump out a bunch level. of bullshit. Yeah, pump out a bunch of bullshit videos or content, whatever, but you know, like you making YouTube videos, that's quality, that's meaningful. It's gonna last longer, it's gonna mean more. And have right. more of an impact than like you know well, a seven second TikTok. What's the first thing people say when you're like, well, I don't know how to do that? They go YouTube it. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, people say YouTube is dying, but it's like, mm, when's the last time you didn't know how to do something? Did you just Google it, or did you end up on a YouTube video that you watched? Nine times out of ten, you ended up on a YouTube video tutorial. Like exactly. It's, it's not going anywhere. I don't think any of them are, to be honest. I just think it's funny that they're all trying to be each other right now. And I'm like, when are you mm -hmm. guys going to figure this out that you all can coexist? Like, yeah, they're trying to pick up features from other ones. I mean, honestly, I've used YouTube for everything from like switching out a door handle and like in yeah. my house to like, I don't know how to make a certain sound and like music mm -hmm. software, like literally everything. If 
like somebody's done it before like there's always you know there's videos on everything literally anything you could think of it exists that would be a fun game is like trying to try and find something that doesn't yeah find something you can't find a youtube tutorial for that's probably pretty hard i'm sure there's like some weird niche thing but even then like there's a lot of weird shit on youtube for sure Hmm. you fall down like those youtube rabbit holes like late at night and you just keep like getting these weirder weird weirder videos and you're like how did i end up on like this side of youtube horses prancing in a field with like meadow music in the back yeah exactly yeah Yeah. i um it's gotten worse because they now introduced like youtube shorts i could scroll on youtube shorts for literal hours like i don't know why but that's far more entertaining to me than tiktok so, and I think it's because like YouTube shorts, they're not catering to a sound that does well. It's just like, if your video does well, it does well. So you get like, I get stand-up comedians or like celebrity interviews, and then I'll get like a music video behind the scenes clip or, or like a funny blooper from this film. So I sit there for hours like, oh my God, this is great. But I actually don't think I've seen like any YouTube shorts. Are they like reels or are they like? Um, they, so it's kind of weird how to find them because you don't like just type in on YouTube, like, oh, how do I do it? It's at the bottom of your app. There's just a button that says shorts and you just press that and then you're endless amounts of entertainment. But it's relatively new, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, they rolled out like last year-ish. Oh, so wow. it's been around because um, they were high prioritizing shorts because they wanted to keep up with TikTok. Right. So they uh, were telling people like put out shorts and they, for a little bit, I was getting paid to make them. It was really great. They sent me like a, a predetermined amount and they were like, okay, so if you put out this many shorts, we'll pay you X amount. And then they amped it up even more. Cause they just wanted people to start coming to them instead of TikTok. Right. But it's, it's just so funny because it's like, you all like offer different things. Like, you can all coexist and just let people like it let people there's room for all of you yeah yeah like you don't all have to make short form content and long form content like it's oh it's a lot but yeah i i enjoy it so well uh this has been a lot of fun um we're nearing the end of our uh our time here um but yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, you want to plug like your Twitch, your YouTube, your OnlyFans, like yeah. where can people find you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the best place is just go to thedaretaylor.com and it has all my links there. Um, it's got like my OnlyFans free trial link at the top. So if you want to kind of see what's going on there, it's got my YouTube, it's got Instagram, all the TikToks and yeah. So thedaretaylor.com. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was really fun.